Here it is, full screen 36. The last time myself and Charlie will be in the same room for nearly a month. Forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, going to Florida. Yeah, Unfortunately. a little place. You might have heard of it. America. Yeah, yeah, just going there for a, for a little bit. Going to see what they're doing. See what they're doing over might there. Might come back. I might... The deep frying a lot of things. Yeah, but I might and go and live on uh, It's a Small World ride. Just... Just pretend I'm like, it's a small world. I had that idea as well. No way, it's a small world, it, isn't it? it? Oh, it is. Oh. That was a visual gag. No, I, I Charlie was there. dancing. Yeah, uh, there will dancing. still be a podcast coming out in the meantime. We've recorded a few bits for you that will release over the next few weeks. Yes, yeah, so if you can calm anyway. down, it's, it's fine. We've, we've thought ahead. We're, we're, not, we're not just winging this anymore. And American listeners, if you want to be really creepy, he'll be at Disneyland. Yeah. So <laughs> he'll be the guy with... He'll have a slightly smaller beard by then. Yeah. Uh, he's sort of average height, white male, blonde hair, might have a hat or a shirt on. Dummy, you got looking for him. Yeah, very, very but good looking. Probably skinny um, jeans. Yeah. T-shirt or shirt, maybe a beanie, if just it's not that Just girls following me around. Yeah. You know, His just, girlfriend mainly. Yeah, yeah, well, if it needs be. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so. But let, 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 let's chat film. Before yeah, let's you do go it. Away. Well, let's film just, and TV, of let's course. Let's do it, why not? Uh, the first bit, we watched literally 10 minutes of Masters of the University the other day, last time we were recording, and we couldn't do any more. Dolph Lundgren can't speak English at that point in his life, so... I think it must have been just a nostalgia trip that we both wanted to take together. Um, and, and we didn't bond, we... That's why he's going away. <laughs> we have to spend, not spend as much time with each other now because of it. Uh, but Masters of the Universe is actually possibly getting a remake. There's a shortlist of directors... Uh, Jeff Wadlow from Kick-Ass 2, Chris McKay from a few Will Ferrell comedies, Mike Cahill and Harold Zwart as well. Cool name. Um, Harold Zwart? Yeah. He sounds like he could be a character in Masters of Zwart's wrong with that name? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's no Harold's related joke. Um, basically, the director... <laughs> Is that like a disclaimer? Just... Yeah. No Harold. There's no Harold joke. Harold jokes will not be... So, yeah. Um, John M. Chu said... Um, he well, basically, he walks away because of scheduling conflicts. What's up with you? You should have got involved oh, with it still. Oh God! Um, he's walked away for scheduling issues. Apparently, he's going to do the Karate Kid reboot, uh, and he's also well, doing... had the Karate Kid reboot. <laughs> yeah, well, in the wrong country, like karate. Yeah, um, let, let's just forget it happened. But... <laughs> yeah, weird. Oh, Jackie Chan, he needs to retire. Oh. Mm. I love how there's always rumors of him dying as well. Every like every few weeks, it seems <laughs> he's always like, no, I'm still here. Yeah. No, not much longer. Um, his career, anyway. Oh, this is awkward because he would kick both of our asses, but in a funny way, so it's fine. And go, sorry, sorry, oh, sorry, <laughs> while throwing things at us and stabbing us with things. He's like, oh, leave me alone. Yeah, madly racist, Lou. Um, um, anyway. But basically, yeah, Masters of the Universe is going to happen, possibly. I hope it's not pitched as a remake because that film um, needs to have still happened. Surely, it should be yeah. a sequel to the eighties. <laughs> Let's just have a. Film adaptation of the TV show. Because there's been a brand new version of the TV show, hasn't there? So, like, the, the cartoon. Yeah, there's been a few different sort of so, iterations of that. Like, he's not, like, we're looking at a picture now of Prince Adam. He's not called He-Man, which in that film, in, in the Dolph Lundgren one, he's, they refer to him as He-Man. He's called Adam. Prince Adam. Um, yeah, he's got, like, a little blonde bob. And a, a, a bob haircut. He looks like Prince Valiant or something. He's like... But then there's another picture, um, a digitally rendered one. He's got like a, he's, he's got elliptical eyes. He looks quite evil, uh, <laughs> with, with a more sort of average haircut. He looks like an Aryan. 
Yeah. Or Aryan race. He's basically a yeah. big, blonde, butch, cheekbone guy. Yeah, so um, let's let's do a, a, a film adaptation of um, a cartoon run, because we don't need to... Yeah, just do, do... Do do you know what? Do it as an animated film or a CGI film. Yeah. Do it as sort of like the more... You know, it doesn't have to be adult. Don't make it gritty for the sake of it. But sort of like The Incredibles, adults can watch that and enjoy it. And yeah. there's little jokes about superheroes. Here you could make jokes that adults will get regarding sort of, um, I don't know, like sci-fi and fantasy. You can poke fun at like, elements I, I, of that in general. I just can't believe in the original Dolph Lundgren film that... They cast him. They cast him. He looks the, the part, came, the, but he can't speak to, English. He came so. to our Earth, like... Our, like that's not even referenced in the in the cartoon, as far as no. I remember it from my childhood. And they went, yeah, you know what we're going to do? Take the characters we like. And do you know that world? Know. Eternia? That awesome place? Let's just stick it yeah. somewhere in America in the yeah. 80s. Can we mm. film outside for free? Yeah, we'll just do it there then. Because I don't think that guy just <laughs> wearing... Just wearing knickers and belts tied around him. He's fine <laughs> just just running around, oh. a, you know, a Denny's. This... Oh, that's fine. I hop. <gasps> The oh. script itself, it was, it's been, it, the project basically currently, it's been scripted by Terry Rossio, who was a co-writer on The Lone Ranger. So, the last Remember The Lone the Ranger, right? Yeah. The Lego was cool. <laughs> Lego was really cool. Actually. When it's not a Lego film, and the Lego is the best part of the film, you know the film's not that great. Uh, don't get me wrong, Lego's great, but there's been a Lego film, yeah. and the Lego wasn't even the best part of that film. So that kind of sums <laughs> up how bad Lone Ranger was. So there we go. It was cool, Lego, though. Yeah. Uh, another one as well is Flash Gordon, apparently. That might be getting a reboot, remake, whatever. Uh, I think it's Fox has got the rights to that, while the notes load, because we're very technologically advanced. Well, you know, what do, we, what do people expect? We've managed to pre-record stuff while I'm away. We can't be having notes and actual, you know, interesting yeah. things to say. We can't do two things. We're only two we can't incredibly be sexy guys. You know what I mean? We can only do so, so much. <laughs> it is Fox. They're planning the Flash Gordon remake. Um, I mean... I, I was saying before, basically, the thing is now that everything gets made gritty or more relevant and modern. This is another one where maybe go down a different route, either make it like a musical comedy kind of space opera, keep the campness, keep yeah. the spandex and the bad outfits and the bad hair, because that's part of what makes Flash Gordon so good. It's weird, but Flash Gordon, um, story-wise, is a bit loose on the ground, to say the least. However... I love how camp that film is, and that's, that feels very strange. That I, I'm, I'm proper into my sci-fi, and I love the you know the gritty bafterness of how, especially yeah. comic book films, seem to have gone recently. But I love the campness of that, and without that, which is what you'd think nowadays, that's the thing that would be you know first to hit the chopping board sort of thing. Then do we need to? Do we, do we really need to remake that? This is I the mean, thing. Brian Blessed flying. Gordon! With you his know, nipples uh, out with a laser gun. What more do you want? That, I've got beard envy of that guy. <laughs> that guy, right? He, How do you think it makes me feel? <laughs> he, at his age now, got to be in his 70s, um, going up Mount Everest. Yeah, he's the oldest... He's got a world record for having the most world records of a man his age. <laughs> I know a guy so who, met, who, who met him and worked with him in real life. Yeah. And I thought, oh, here we go. Never meet your heroes, all this sort of bullshit. Um, and I'll, I'll be honest, I've met some of my heroes and it's, it's true. Don't do <laughs> Um, he met, um, Brian Blessing. He said, you know what? He's, he's more, he's more than what you think. He's great. He's full of advice. He's encouraging. He, you know, 
He's everything you want. He shouts crazy, and spits at you, crazy flash every now and then. Like, yeah. <laughs> so apparently, in in the real world, he's as awesome as you want him to, as you perceive that he should be, which is really nice to yeah. hear. Because that guy's like a British institution. He's like the only guy his age in this country who's not a paedophile and famous. I so, can't uh, wait <laughs> for him and Bruce Forsyth because they're both immortal. Oh, just yeah. to, one of them is going to have to kill the other to just take their essence. Yeah, it's going to happen. He's going right? to behead each other. I mean, yeah. I think Brian Blessed will win because he's in pretty good shape for his age. Have you seen? Have you seen him dance? Not Brian Blessed, like <laughs> Bruce Forsyth. Forsyth. He's going to dance around uh, him. Hopefully, he'll dance himself to death. I'm sorry, UK, but he's terrible. How did he ever get a career? Moving on. Wow. Uh, yeah, this wow. is the thing. For, uh, Flash Gordon's wow. the American dream. You've got an NFL player who's clearly not even American, and he gets called up to fight an intergalactic warrior to save the universe. Yeah. Do you know what? That sounds... Get Nolan to do it. That sounds right <laughs> up history. Um, a remake or... Well, to a sequel, basically. Uh, the Goonies 2 is probably going to happen. Richard Donner's currently got that in production and says Steven Spielberg has got a story for it. Basically, when he said, I've got a story for you, Richard Donner's like, you're Steven Spielberg, of course. You're going to yes, make please. this. please. Um... I don't know how I feel about this. Now we right. were saying about it could be good. The problem with the Goonies is that it was it was so good of a film. I think there's no magic in it. It's like it's an advent, it's a fantasy adventure, but without any real real magic. Even when they meet One-Eyed Willie, well, not meet him, but find One-Eyed Willie's ship, it's all sort of cogs and traps and stuff like that. Now, Super Eight. One of the reviews of Super 8 said it's this generation's Goonies. Super 8 is a great film, but fuck off. It's not, yeah. People there die. Scary bits, horrendous it? things yeah. happen in, in, in Super you 8. You see kids get ripped up by a huge Yeah, that is, that is, it's a great film. That I'm, and the Truffle Shuffle, obviously, yeah. they're like, so, you know, part and part. There. Yeah, the racial stereotyping of, you know, um, uh, is it Data? No, is he, I can't remember what he's called, but little... The Orient- Chinese kids, Oriental, the clever it. one who's good with maths and computers. Yeah, That's not racist. It's no, yeah. no. And and there's a camera's bit at the end as well, and it's like, oh yeah. But um, yeah, that. God bless the eighties. Yeah, we salute you, eighties America. Like um, yeah, he. It's not on. You shouldn't even be drawing comparisons to it. It's like saying, oh yeah, you really like um, um, Jackass Three. You'll love Citizen Kane. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like. But, um, yeah, I absolutely... However... Yeah. Both of their equal right are pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, well, this is it. Like, you know, you, just because <laughs> you, you can like be a good film things, and not be compared to... Yeah, you don't have to draw yeah. comparisons between that was good, that was good, they must be the same. No, 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 no. Anywho, going back to the news, because that's the bit we're doing of the show. Um, <laughs> the Goonies. I love The Goonies. I've got it on DVD. Um, I watched it not too long ago, actually, just because I, I, I preempted this news. Because I don't like to do research for the show, but I, I, I'd like to do it ahead of time. Full screen psychic edition. Yeah, <laughs> you've all heard that, the spin-off. Yeah. We predict news. We predict news and do the research before. That's definitely going to be a feature soon. I, yeah, psychic news. I predict this is what is going to happen. I predict the next remake. Yeah. Oh, that... That's generally a thing. All you've got to do is just go 1980s to 1990s film. Just go just through go, a filmography yeah. and go, oh, that one. And then just close your eyes and point and you've done it. Um... I feel like people get paid a lot of money to do that. But anyway, The Goonies, yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love The Goonies. Um, it's got a lot of very, nowadays, very successful actors in it. Um, and a remake. How would you plan the remake? See, basically... Or sequel. Yeah, or, with know, the sequel, Goonies 2. keep it simple. You said the same thing for Gremlins. Literally, 
have the with Gremlins. It was you got your main character. Yeah, Billy he leaves the Gremlins with the, with his kids. Says, "Don't break the rules." They break the rules. You know the rules. You've had the rules your whole life. I'm going away and for a weekend. It is Gizmo or whatever it is. Yeah, what gets on him? I like the idea of a little old Gizmo, like a little grey Gizmo and a little walking that's cute. Oh, oh, we need to make that. Yeah. Anyway, with this, I literally get the group of... Um, the Goonies. Basically, get the Goonies, have them all older. Maybe one or two of them have died or moved away, but whoever can come back, yeah. or should come back, if you think people will still like this character, they're all still friends. Maybe they go on a family getaway holiday somewhere because that's how they meet up now once a year. They go on a little sort of sort of midlife crisis adventure and all their friends are kids as a result and they go on an adventure of yeah. their own. And again, have it... Bring the, back the original enemies from the first film. They've been in oh, prison all this time. It's 25 years later. They're out of prison and they like, want vengeance. In, in the 80s, this yeah. seemed fun. But really, they're dangerous yeah. predators. They come in, they <laughs> kidnap the parents. They kill all the parents. <laughs> <laughs> Gritty. <laughs> uh, this yeah, is the Nolan They, they, kid, they yeah. kidnap the parents. And what, they, what, what are they going to do? They can't go to the police. We don't know why, but they can't. It's the 80s. It was the 80s. They can't do it. So More the racial kids, stereotyping. Yeah. The ball got mixed race children. Yeah. So to the go kids to um, go, you know what? We really should tell someone about this. But we just heard the story of when you found one eye, Willie. We're going to save you, Goonies. Exactly. I. Um, it's got to have this. The reason the first one is so magical is because, like you say, it's not. It's. It's literally on that line of fantasy based in reality. Yeah. So you can watch that film and. The elements of it that seem kind of magical and fantastical, you could almost argue, I mean, they have genuine villains and there's genuine peril. You could almost argue, we're seeing the film from their point of view, the child's innocent mind yeah, is going, yeah. this is a magical experience. When really, again, have the enemies come back, you're like, they've been up against some predators in their time. Yeah. Like, it's, the rug, it's the Rugrats scenario, isn't it, where you would always see, like, in, in the cartoon, the Rugrats, you'd see it from Tommy's point of view, and he'd be like Indiana Jones swinging across a cave, and the granddad would walk past, look at him, and he's sitting on a crate. You know, like, it's... Exactly. If you the saw eyes. the film through the eyes of the characters, yeah. you can really play with... And in this, make, make full reference of it. Literally show a sequence... From point of view, through the eyes of a character, then show it through someone else and someone else, maybe yeah. from one of the adults involved, and just play with that idea. And again, and if you get some of the original cast back, get them to have either why passing on the want, torch. Why wouldn't involved. they want a cameo in that? There's, apparently, mean, there's been talk that they've pretty much all said, like the main group have all pretty much said, we'll come back and do something. Even if you just pop up and go, still alive, still yeah. working on TV, catch me on Green Wing, Wednesdays at 8, or whatever <laughs> they do. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, fuck it, get them back. I think, it, I think it'd be great that... Just give it to kids. Get, get a group of kids who have that same kind of banter and quirkiness and they've all got to be kind of individual like with the original one. They've all got to have their own little kind of character quirks, whatever. You can do that. There's yeah. a lot of good young actors and, and, out and there. You know, the the 80s was, I think because I was a kid, it seems that there was a lot of family-orientated films and Goonies is a proper family-orientated film. Let one of the heavy hitters of the 80s come back and go, you know what, this is how you actually do a family film. We've yeah. done it before. We're just going to say, do the same script. Let's exactly. go. Capture that. Yeah, and basically you heard it here first on full screen. We have just written Goonies 2. Have indeed. We won't be getting paid for it, though. It's all about the art, though, Lou. It's all about giving back. We've had nothing given to Not us, but it's If you saw back. my house, listeners, um, <laughs> we need money. <laughs> Something you definitely cannot change, casting-wise. Mark Webber's tease, J. Jonah Jameson appearing in Amazing Spider-Man 3. He's not said J.K. Simmons would come back, and he's not said definitely, but he has said he wants to revisit the character 
Basically because of the relationship he has with Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, he was massive in, 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 in the in the comics, he was a big, big character in he's the... He's been uh, mayor of New York in the comics yeah. and everything. Like. In, in, I remember primarily my love affair for Spider-Man started with the with the cartoon, the 90s cartoon, and then later on and gone and read the comics and things. Um, and J. John Jameson was a big, big entity within the whole of the um, of the, the, the cartoon world. But I fear it's going to be J. Joanna Jameson. And it's going to be a disabled, ginger, black lesbian woman. Playing. I like the sound of this character. You know? You absolute discriminatory <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I just think, like, some things you can change and it's fine, but some he has don't. to look away. He has to look a certain way. He has to be the biggest douche. Nepotism. He loves his son. He doesn't even care about it, you know? He has to, he has to sort of capture the same reason why change is actually needed. in re- Like, there is, in comic books and films, there is change. There needs to be more strong female characters. There needs to be more strong ethnic minority characters, more disabled. Films do need to represent heroes yeah, definitely. from every group. 100%. And this is the character who epitomises exactly why there needs to be change. So don't change him. Keep him exactly the same and people will go, oh, God, he's like this typical old... Sexist, nepotistic, if anything, old white man. That character man. will work even better. Yeah, now. exactly. This will highlight. Look at this rich, middle to upper class white man who's of a certain age, successful. He does favors for all his friends, and he's rich, and he's not the most ethnically diverse and the most modern. It's like, yeah. So make him that character on purpose, and people will go, "Oh shit, he could have done with being changed." And it's like, no, no. This is why yeah. every, there needs to be change totally elsewhere. Yeah, I couldn't agree. And more. plus, he's fucking funny. So, yeah. at the end of the day, he he will be the comic relief in what was the Amazing Spider-Man two. You've not seen it yet, just yet. Have no, you? no, no, it's, no, no. It does have sort of cheesy. Camp, I've already had part of things sp- spoiled for me, though. Oh, that, that's a good way to go. Yeah, a girl whose name will remain um, out of this podcast. She knows who she is. She's fucking dead. <laughs> um, so, have you seen Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2? No, no, I've not seen it yet. Oh, you love this bit where this person yeah. thanks. I went, oh yeah, but you know, I don't like, and I said, I said a certain, I'm not going to repeat it, I don't want to ruin it for anyone who's not, who's not seen it, but I said a certain story arc that I wasn't really happy with throughout, um, number one and number two, and she went, oh, you don't have to worry about that anymore. I was like, okay, brilliant, thank you. <laughs> thank you, that's helpful. <laughs> They're all dead, they all kill brilliant. each other, yeah. thanks for that. Yeah, it turns out Spider-Man's like a black widow. Um, <laughs> He just kills everyone he loves. Biting everyone's head off. Like, Consuming things. Uh, well, this yeah. is the thing. In um, the end, he's just like this big, gluttonous blob just killing <laughs> dead loved ones around him. Yeah, that's the, a, again, another Chris Nolan remake. Yeah, of it's, it, a weird, it's a weird film. But, but basically, yeah, I mean, Jameson will provide comic relief to what is... Like, so I mean, so it had funny elements, it had camp elements, but it also had the most serious moments in the film. All, as you, as all the best comic book films... Um, it's it their, their formula, the, the formula is set now for them, and they have to have that that pathos, that um, scale of ultimate violence, comedy and drama, with, comedy with drama. and tragedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. definitely. Um, he would be a great way to not only sort of put both in a neat package because he provides conflict for for Peter Parker, but comedy for the audience. Yeah, he can provide comment relief in general for the film and provide just really over the top camp or crazy, funny, or tragic moments. Yeah. You can get all of that in one character. Uh, if you take you take the character away from it and think of the actor, like, getting back in it, the more... The, the, the more, more working of J.K. Yeah. Simmons. 
Like, why wouldn't you want him in a film? Exactly. He's, what have you seen him in? It doesn't matter. He was awesome in it. Like, I yeah. saw him in, the first thing I ever saw him in was, um, was Oz, an American prison drama. And Jesus, he plays a character called, um, Schillinger. And he's an, an, an Aryan Nazi. It's quite, I've heard he's quite hard. Holy hell. Yeah. He is. And then I've seen him in Without a Trace where he plays a father looking for, I think, his son or daughter. Um, Burn After Reading plays an idiot spy who just can't understand what the hell's going on. I've never been so petrified of a guy. Like, when I was younger, he's not a physically big guy, but that guy could intimidate the hell out of anyone yeah. in, that, in that Oz program. And to see more of him on screen, big screen or little screen, is just, yep. Yeah, Tick me definitely. up. I'll sign. I'll sign for that. There's, definitely. There's two options for Jameson. You either have J.K. Simmons play him or Stanley. That's it. They're the only Stanley's two people in the world cameoed. Like he's him. done. He's done a lot. I feel like this could be. He's been stretching his legs through the years. I mean, he, he deserves his big break. <laughs> not many people know Stanley, do they? It's not like he's the main yeah. pop culture icon ever. <laughs> Give him more work. Uh, we'll move on then. That was uh, that was the news for this week. Lots of sequels and remakes and reboots, and it happens. Yeah. But. Um, Let's. This will be the last time we talk about this series for a number of weeks now. Yeah. I um, think last time, last season, we talked pretty much every every pod we talked yeah, about. Yeah, we're, we're going to try and do it sort of every other pod. We'll do a bit of a Game of Thrones catch yeah. up. Now. I think maybe like the last three episodes we will do consistently. Yeah, and if it's a big and event, we'll have to yeah. talk about it. But yeah, since you're going away, are you going to be watching it while you're over there? I don't know what. What do you reckon? That I mean, it's going to be coming back and having like a three-hour movie to watch of Game of Thrones. Oh, save! Just don't go on the internet while you're there. I'll warn you if there's something big has happened. I won't say what, but I'll message you or text you or whatever and say, stay off Twitter for a couple of days. Don't yeah. go on Facebook for a few well, days. Well, here's it, right? If anyone spoils an episode for me, I'll make sure I watch it because I'll be in the States. I'll watch it a good eight hours before any of you guys. And then spoil and I will it definitely them. send you a message about <laughs> it. Possibly with some, I'll make a meme or a mem, whatever they're called, with lines on it. And then just me afterwards, like, yeah, fuck you. You won't do that again, will you? Um, so yeah, we'll see. Game of Thrones. Happens. This was, we was, we were talking before, uh, before we did we did the best talk before the pod, so we'll keep it brief here because you're not allowed to hear that. Bit. <laughs> We've got the best of already. We, we, yeah, yeah. We basically summed up that this episode, uh, the third of the series. Yeah. This was a slow filler episode, and yet there's at least three major events or yeah. sort of action set pieces. But I love how Game of Thrones. You go, oh, it's a, it's a filler episode. It's like, yeah. But a filler episode on Game of Thrones is probably any other show's best episode. Like, definitely. It's just in comparison to what happens in the other episodes. But they definitely need to happen. You can't have, you know, can't you can't have a, a Joffrey every, every episode. Yeah. You know, otherwise, you know, life means nothing in the show anyway. Yeah, but, um, and it's all got around context as well. Yeah. And that's the best thing, Game of Thrones. Do you know what? Luckily, you don't hear too much kind of, it's so, it's so rude and raunchy and violent and blah, blah, because... It's the perfect example of basically Clockwork Orange was like hated when it came out and the video nasties Band, of that generation, yeah. yeah, because people just focused. But it's got violence video in it. Video nasties, which oh my exactly God. like you know Chucky and the Child's Play films. Because people just went, look at this scene, Ex- uh, The Exorcist. Like... Yeah, it's like look at this scene, look how horrible this is, and it's like you, you just watch that and you think someone's just made this scene. They've got a problem. It's in the context of the story yeah, that it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And that Game of Thrones is the perfect example because enough people watch it and there, there's enough of it out there now that you can see the context. There's just as much out there about the story and about the politics of the show as 
the deaths, the rapes, the murders, the the battles. Yeah, there's just there's got the perfect balance of both, and this is the one of the episodes that proves it because we consider it a slow episode. There was an incest kind of bordering on rape next to a corpse. There was Which I ra- swear to God, right when she grabs for the the cl- you know the the shroud or whatever's yeah. over um, Joffrey, I. I would put money on that there's a version of that where the body fell on top of them. Because it's a weird grab, isn't it, when she kind of goes for it. It's a bit of an awkward edit. It's a bit of an awkward edit. I mean, you've got that as one scene. You've got another scene where a group of uh, wildling warriors from the north just turn up to a village and kill everyone and start telling them how they're going to eat them and then send a kid off crying to warn other people and basically tell them we're going to come and eat you too. Um, We're hungry. Yeah. And then you get a scene where there's a there's a, a duel followed by um, basically the beginning of the ransacking of a city yeah. and a slave army rising up. And you're like, this was a slow episode and I can name three things that in any other season that will be the finale. Not, not to mention like, um, one of the only Starks being cap- finally captured by like um, Littlefinger on a boat. That, that oh ha- shit, yeah, I forgot about so, that as well. So much happens. But I, I want to talk about my utter confusion at who is related to who. Who's doing what with who? Because we talked last week, um, our friend um, in common, um, our friend Dom Roberts, if you're listening, you fucked the pod up last week, potentially. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's got a prince... um, is it Oberon Prince Oberon, the, for, the the guy with the with the accent who's bisexual and he loves his prostitutes. The guy who just fucks everything. Yeah, yeah. He's like a handsome there's, tall There's an episode coming on later on where he's, just, he's having sex with an Ottoman, just like, just <laughs> in the corner, just like door handles and stuff. Um, <laughs> he mentions that his sister was married to the Mad King and they had two children and the kids were killed by um, the mountain. So I was convinced, having spoken to Dom, that that was um, Khaleesi. Khaleesi was one of those children, along with her brother who got crowned. Which which they are, because they were taken away to yeah, be safe. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's a thing. But when Tywin mentions that there's a, um, a Targaryen with dragons across the sea, Prince Oberon ne- doesn't, doesn't even bat an eyelid. eyelid. Yeah. Now, that could be a couple of things that he's just playing it cool as if he's not really bothered about it, but Tywin would know that that's his his nephew and niece by blood, not even marrying. Like it's his proper blood. Now, I can't help thinking that something's gone that I've something's gone wrong here. That I've that I've mixed up. If you know what it is, let let me know. I could probably do some research online, but I feel like I'm on the internet way too much anyway. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, but that's right. It's they are, they are it is confusing, isn't it? Like. Maybe it's just me. And, and like, like you said before, the pod, like, that's why um, Tywin wants um, Dawn on side. One, because of the Seven Kingdoms, and you're the only ones who've ever, you know, really handed it to the Targaryens at any point. No, that's the thing. The Dragonborn and all yeah, that. Yeah, the Targaryens are Dragonborn and have a, a, a... It almost seems literally related to dragons yeah. by their blood, hence why she can have such control over them and survive fire. They're the closest thing to that other than them. So, of course, the Lannisters need that on their side. It's like, like they can survive fire and control dragons. You She's can prob you can at least talk dragons down or Yeah. Whoa, help. whoa, whoa, dragon, we've all had a yeah. drink. Like Come yeah. on guys, we're all family and fucking each other's sisters and having kids apparently. Yeah, it's weird. But um yeah, I I I love the scene where um Tywin 
talks to the now, well, presumably... Oh, the, Joffrey's the, brother, yeah. the younger brother, yeah. It's a great, great scene. When he talks about what makes a good king, yeah. and he names the qualities, and he goes through, he was strong, and this yeah. happened to him. Uh, he was generous, and this happened. And he even says about Joffrey, your brother was not a good king. Yeah. You're like, I, I hate the Lannisters, but I love Tywin and Tyrion. Yeah. Like, Grandad Tywin, he's a great character, and... See, the thing is, he doesn't like the war against the Starks because he's... When Joffrey's killed, Sean being Sean Bourne, it was going to happen. Um, he he even mentions it like, I can't, I can't believe you did this. You started war with the Starks. Uh, you had they, the they North look sewn up. Yeah, the North it was, was fine. They, they like... were li- he, he literally talks about how like they got lucky with Rob Stark and Catelyn and all that being killed. Because he even says, like, at the end of the day, he is king of the North, like, the, the people in the north love the Starks yeah. and love their group, and unless you've got some serious money hidden away or some serious soldiers, you, you aren't going to win a war against them. It's the not we can't go north and fight them. Yeah. It, it just won't happen. They get lucky and they manage to cut a deal with some of their, you know, supposed allies, or obviously they yeah. all get killed in the end. But he also acknowledges that there's still some out there. Possibly there's still some who we think they're dead, but they're not accounted for. Yeah. And there's still dragons across the other way. Plus, I mean, <laughs> there's still people who could turn up and kill and destroy us in the name of the Starks, like, regardless of them being Starks. Because like, the North will still... Yeah, because now, now he's a martyr. Now the whole oh, Stark yeah, family, they've him, all been like... executed. Right, well, let, let's reclaim the Stark name and kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> he's, um, he's yeah, a... For, for a nothing episode... There was a lot to there's talk a lot, about. A lot, yeah, a lot went on. Like, I'm still confused about the, the, the bloodlines and all, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and Jon Snow um, getting the, the Night's Watch to go after the... Um, the, the rebels from the crows. Yeah. Mr. Burn Gorman from Torchwood. Is that what his name is? The guy with the fish lips. Burn, in Dark Knight Rises Burn as well. Burn Gorman. That's a great name. It's a really good name. That, he was He was... Destined to get some yeah. good roles, wasn't he? Yeah, he's great. In that. Oh, yeah, you just knew he was going to do something horrendous. And apparently a really nice guy as well, so he even deserves the fame he's got. Yeah. What a prick. What a prick. Yeah, but anyway, he's in charge. <laughs> he's got all the um, the wives, and basically Jon Snow's going after him, and it shows that Jon Snow's happy to step up and manipulate he's like, you know what? people. I'm not that nice a guy. Let's go kill these yeah. people because it needs Plus, to be I done. really like how the older, well-established members of the Night's Watch who give Jon a lot of shit, Actually, turn around and say, "Snow, what's what's going on?" They ask. They, they, they almost mock him and say, "Like you're a man of the people, yeah. you know, you understand it from the common point of view, and you have compassion and love. What should we do?" And he's like, "No, they're both right. We need to go up and execute them." I'm like, oh shit! And he like, was that oh, guy with fuck. jail free card. He was the guy who was going to go. No, let's not kill the and nice guy. Kind of blame saying, him. Yeah, the nice guy saying we should kill. I think there's there's an interesting relationship between the sort of the. The the Black Watcher touted as this big powerful force where they sort of um they managed to reform people into like these ultimate noble warriors. We know they're not that. Yeah. Game of Thrones is great at showing the, the reality of it, and we see here that the leaders of the of the Black Watch, which is seen as this honourable cause, that even if you're a criminal and a murderer and you go do that, you're considered an honourable man. We see that they're not that honourable. Some yeah. of them are dickheads. They're not perfect. Well, they talk about how, you know, you can't have um, a wife, you can't, uh, you know, lie with a woman and all that sort of stuff. But then they also talk, about, oh, yeah, we know that they all go down to, you know, like the brothel and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, they're, like, these, they're always in trouble for this. Yeah, these we rules catch that, you know, yeah. that they have to live by. They're, they're not perfect. And yeah. they, and in that, the reason they're going killing them is because they acknowledge 
we're not this ultimate force. There's about 100 of us here. And there's you probably over 10,000. The waiters. Yeah. I don't think the waiters. Old blind I can't man. imagine a guy in a suit, Dickie Bow, serving. But you talk about how they'll have to fight sort of like 10,000 legions of of yeah. wildlings who we know they have trolls and monsters. <laughs> that's where he goes, we'd all have to kill 300 wildlings each. And that one guy goes, I can't kill 300 wildlings. There's <laughs> like, yes, some really good little the characters point, in, in the thing. But then he cut to a break straight away. So it's, I can't kill 300 wildlings. And the screen starts to fade as he's speaking. And it's like, like that was a comedy moment. Yeah. Why you kind of ruined that by editing. Thank you. But yeah, um, Game of Thrones, basically. For a filler episode, like you say, it was some pretty good shit. Yeah. Uh, picks of the week, then. Things Picks we've watched. Of the week. Um, have you watched anything out of the ordinary? Uh, Masters of the Universe, a whole ten minutes of it. I'm not mentioning Masters Before of the hurting Universe. myself. Yes. I watched... Um, I'm still watching uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, so I'm not going to mention that, um, even though I just did. I watched a new animation called um, Boom Docks, which is basically a um, centered around a, a black family who moved to the white, very affluent suburbs in America. Grandfather um, has some sort of inheritance. Very, very sketchy on how they're there, but it's kind of irrelevant to the show. Um, and you've got two young kids, um, and they live in this, ga- this gated community. And then the first episode is like this big, rich, um, white guy comes over, and you're kind of thinking, oh, I've seen this before, he's going to be the, the bastard. But it turns out he's, he loves the granddad because he's the most real person he's ever met, and he's surrounded by all these um, sycophants all the time. Mm. The kids are very sort of, they speak their mind um, to the point of um, the granddad thinks everyone's going to be really offended but it's kind of like they want the fresh sort they're, of They appreciate this kind of, oh, these are yeah. characters. I mean, the show's touted that it's gonna, it flips um, racial stereotypes on its head, and it is in, in a comedy way, and it is a really good show. Second episode, I think it is, is the, um, is the R. Kelly trial, or their comedy version of the R. Kelly trial. But what's actually on trial, the subtext is, we didn't try R. Kelly as a person. We, tr- we, you know, he was tried as a celebrity. So everything that people wanted him to be and thought of him and sort of idealized him as, that was the thing that went on trial. His persona, not rather actual, than this the, man did a bad thing. Yeah, he was a criminal. Crime, it was like, more, yeah, but look at all the good he's done for yeah. for African American community and look what. I'm... Yeah, to the point that the you know the the the, um, the DA who's um, or the DA or whatever it is who's um, trying R. R. Kelly gets accused of being racist because as a black man he married a white woman and the, the you know the 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 uh, jury hate that and at one point R. Kelly's actually stood on the table just singing along <laughs> and the, the you know the judge is clicking yeah. his fingers and singing away. Um so it's a very satirical look at society and how we um per- like perceive and, and how we treat celebrity in that one particular episode. Um, and my other one as I am on my way to um, Disney. Um, America! Fuck yeah! Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> I thought, I need to get into the um, to the, the Disney um, sort of mentality because as much as Universal's there and it's amazing, you can't go to Florida and not go to the Magic Kingdom. It'd be sacrilege. Um, and I'm actually going in uh, one day, 16 hours and 12 minutes as of this recording. Yeah, what a prick. Um, yeah, what a prick. <laughs> uh, so I watched Tarzan, um, which for me is the the most modern, uh, classic Disney film. It's it's the old school of, of, of animation for Disney. Um, I think Wall is a great film, but it's very heavily sort of computerized, um, or at least looks that way in comparison to to Tarzan. It's um, we spoke about it on the pod before. Phil Collins' music did the whole score for it. Did it in multiple languages. Uh, it's a it's a great great um, 
film. Um, and I don't really. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to listen to yours before I can even decide which one I'm going with because very, very different animations. I've got a weird one. One of them, a girl. <laughs> Thank you very watching. much. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. My, uh, that should be the uh, caption for the show. Full screen. Lewis has a weird one. Roll my it. girlfriend was watching a film called Friends with Kids. Quite a dull, self straightforward title. It's a bit of a rom com drama. It's got a few pretty good actors and actresses in it, but. This sounds on, horrendous. On the surface, this sounds horrendous. This is, for me, it made me think, do you know what? I literally fancy writing and making, because they're not expensive to make, just a nice romantic comedy drama type film. See, the write-up there says, two BFFs. Have Instantly, I'm out. out. Yeah. BFFs. What? No. Sorry. Basically, we have a group of friends. Uh, BFFs, actually. Yeah, four, four of the six of them, are they're married to each other. Uh, and then we have two who... They're, they're just part of the friendship group who just happen to be friends. They decide everyone else is married and have, has kids, and they're like, well, we like the idea of kids, but we don't like the idea of having a wife and being tied down, blah, blah, We're best mates. We always have been. Let's have a baby. We'll still have our... We'll live together and have a baby, but we might have our own separate girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the situation is. And typically, they start... They realise they start to fall in love by trying to not be in love. And because that's what things. they say. If your relationship isn't working, you should have a kid. Yeah, exactly. Always works, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, okay. stay decide, you know, we're friends, we'll have a kid and all that. On the surface, it sounds terrible, but it was it was genuinely genuinely a good film. It helped the, the people who were in it, because there were some real good actors in it, where I was like, if this was the usual lineup for a rom-com, where people were, were in it just because they looked good and were young, yeah. it wouldn't have been the same. The actors definitely helped. But it was just quite a well-written, funny film that happened to have a bit of a... It, do you know what it was? It it was it was as close to cheesy as it could have been before it got too much to watch. Okay. Because you could you could tell what was going to happen, but there were some really intense scenes where um, it's not really a spoiler, I suppose. It's a bit of a spoiler, but I doubt you'd be that bothered because you'll see it coming. One of the couples are on the verge of breaking up. Right. Okay. And yeah. there's the whole argument of they're on a little getaway on holiday. One of the couples who are about to divorce are obviously getting drunk and awkward little snide comments. And then one of them starts berating these two friends who've had a kid and now they've got their own partners, but also the child still. And they all know that. And he starts saying, as if you've done this, you didn't even think about it. You're meant to be friends. How are you going to tell your kid? Mummy and daddy didn't even love each other. And there's the whole argument of, you do love each other, we're best fucking friends. That's why. Yeah. And it, it, made, it genuinely started making me think, I wonder if this situation could work. It wasn't this kind of, oh, that was cringe and funny, and then at the end, oh, they love each other. The, one of the last things he says to his friend, who's the who's the mother of, of his child at that point, and he decides he wants to be with her and he loves her, he literally says to her, I really want to fuck the shout out of you tonight. That's how I really do love you, and I want to fuck the shout out. And it was like, uh-huh. this isn't the usual shit. You know what? We like this really. It really plays with conventions without being obvious about it. Between the two of us, we probably watched. I was going to say every film ever, but that's quite, a, that's quite a benchmark to go for. We watch a lot of films, and I've learned one thing. If you say it's a good film, it's probably worth a watch, so I will give this a recommendation. These moments that are really typical and cheesy, and I get that with any film it has really typical for that genre, but it was for me it was just quite a well-written, funny film. The way it's marketed is terrible. We're looking at it on Netflix at the moment, don't I mention them. Other subscribers are available, of course. But the, the poster for the film, which I've actually seen elsewhere online, is horrible. It's 
six of them looking good and pretty with a white background. It's called Friends with Kids. The part of the blurb is two BFFs have been figured out. It's it's marketed, which I kind of like, as this really shitty, typical, yeah. unrealistic rom-com. And when my girlfriend put it on, I'm like, oh my God, why have I said you can watch what you want? Yeah. By the end of the film, I was like, no way, you, you picked a really good film by accident, because you didn't know this was going to be this good. Yeah, yeah. You I probably just... enjoyed it more than she did in the end. <laughs> um, but a good film's a good film, you know, you can't... Cut... And that's exactly why yeah. I love it. If something breaks convention, I love it. Yeah. When something makes you... When it goes outside the box, or really, you can't predict what's going to happen in terms of how much you're going to enjoy it in the end, that's a really good thing. I I, I love... Not to be... Oh, bless me. He's so Sneezing rude. from my own bullshit. I can't believe you just did that all over me. I have <laughs> it's disgusting. Um, Lewis no, has I, a weird uh, one. He did it all over Charlie. <laughs> Great title for the podcast. That's what he, I think that's what he should be called, this one. The oh, weird one. God. Lewis gets his weird one out. Makes me upset. I can't wait. Yeah, I love be- basically being taken down the sort of rabbit's hole and, and to, to see something that I'm not really, not necessarily my thing. But you're gonna, you know, you're gonna quite like it. Um, so for me, I would, I'll, I'll, I'll watch this. I'll give it a go. Again, you yeah. might not enjoy it, but I just, I really appreciated the fact that yeah. it so didn't, it, it didn't do the obvious thing all the way through. And sometimes the way the the way the characters spoke to each other felt more real than rom rom coms are very scripted and very polished yeah. and clean. There's parts of this where they're talking to each other and you're like, this is a bit uncomfortable. It's like mates having an argument, and it's yeah. like, oh shit, they've they really wrote this well. Like it's weird how you mentioned the, um, you know, the the poster that you saw. Have you seen the almost famous poster? The, the like the movie, like the movie. You know, that sort of they're still uh, water, they're a band. Yeah, it's um, Kate Hudson on the front of it with the guitar. Like I think it's wrapped around the legs or something like that. Or there's like another poster where sexy it's just woman a, licking yeah, just her hair with like and... just a, some round sort of very Liam Noel Gallagher esque glasses on. And she is very, very important to the story, and she's one of the bigger characters in it. But it's by no means about her, and it's weird. Like I, I saw that poster and thought, "Oh, this isn't, this isn't for me." Went around to a friend's house, and they said, "Oh, we're going to watch it." Almost, I was like, "Okay, brilliant, great, great film." Um, it's got um, Pilot Inspector Lee. What's he called? In out of My Name's Earl. No, I don't watch that. Oh, you are. Oh, you're you're rubbish. It's a great anyway. <laughs> regard regardless, I'm just it's, yeah. it's, it's funny how certain things can put can you surprise off. You as and well. it's just like I was so surprised with it. It's, it's, yeah, it's a great film, but um, yeah, I think I'll have to give this. The other one I watched, watch. Team America. Not Fuck as much to yeah. say about that. Just a great funny film. Funny, funny. Film. I didn't appreciate when I was younger. And I wa- when I was younger and I watched it. It was like, puppets having sex and swearing. Ha, that's really funny. I like that they're doing this. It's controversial. Now that I'm a little bit older and I've watched it again, there's a lot more jokes that were there for the adults and uh, for the people who were of age to actually watch the film. Yeah. Very bad intelligence for one. Like, yes, we are going to war with very bad intelligence. You're very bad intelligence. There's there's so many, so many jokes behind it that are just hidden in, in the daftness of it. And again, I love when a film... Not in the same way that Friends with Kids surprised me, but when I rewatched it, I was like, it's nice to rediscover things about a film, discover new things that you didn't notice before. Now that yeah. I'm a bit older, I've watched it again. I always remembered it for the AIDS song, like when they take the mick out of Rent. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think it's called Lease, the, the, the musical. But I've noticed a lot more of the jokes about... The <laughs> <laughs> I love all the, these jokes about Hollywood and actors and the attitude of... Um, there's jokes about Korea and about America and about war, and it's like... 
this film's got a lot to say with puppets having sex and blowing each other up. Yep. Plus it invented Matt Damon. <laughs> Which again, I love how... I always feel like it's a sarcastic portrayal of him being stupid because he's not. No, he's, he's claimed, not. He's he, not he came to all. fame writing an Oscar-winning intelligent drama. Yeah. So it's like, I almost feel like, are they playing on the public's perception of Matt Damon or the, are they saying... As if people think he's clever, he's an idiot. Because for me, he's a very intelligent guy. I, I like to think that it's, it's, it's similar to like a social media website where you stick something that's quite insulting about your friend up because you know that your friend will get the joke. And anyone who thinks it's real, it's not meant. The joke's on matter. them almost. On them, yeah. It's like, oh, cause you, you're going to join me in bullying this person. That's my best mate, and we're yeah. both calling you a prick once you've gone. So that's yeah, kind of the joke you, of it. You, you kind of mi- oh, you think we're actually having a pop? You've missed the point. Yeah. Like, I think, how can you not think he's an intelligent guy? I mean, just just simply off film choices, right? You know, exactly. He's but, done he's done a lot of films, and at least his performance, I can't think of a time I've thought is terrible. Yeah. Even if the film wasn't great, I've still enjoyed him in it. So that kind of sums it up. So yeah, I've got puppets having sex versus <laughs> genuinely surprising rom com, and I think I'm going to go for Friends with Kids just because I cannot stand romantic comedy dramas and anything like that. I'm, it's one of the only times I'm a massive hypocrite because I say don't judge a book by its cover, but I will judge a film by its poster in that regard. <laughs> which I did and was. I don't know what that and, laugh was. I don't do think I've what? ever done that before. It's, that one was... of the, it's, <laughs> one of, it's one of the few times I love being wrong. And yeah. in this case, I loved being wrong about this nice, film. But I think that in, when, when you meet somebody and then you start hearing their, their point of view, and even if it's completely different to yours, that's fine. As long as they they listen to you and you can listen to them and you can accept what each other is saying and you like yeah. you basically the, the conversation is growing with both with what you both of you are saying it's a similar sort of vein when you sit down to watch a new TV show or a new film or something if it offers up some if it makes your brain tick over that a little bit quicker because you're trying to keep up or you're learning or seeing something from a different view it just leaves you thinking great, about yeah. it yeah. Um, for me, um, as much as I love Tarzan as a film, I'm going to go with Boondocks just because it's a it's a brand new show to me. Um, I've seen advertisement on online for it a lot. It's quite um, big in the states, but over here in the UK, it's not that big. Yeah, I, that I think it's because on. we just don't have the relatability to it. Like we 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 don't have Ra- that. Sort. Yeah, I genuinely think race isn't the issue over here. Class is more. Yeah, it's not about what colour you are. It's about how much money you have. Whereas in America, I think there's still even if it's not a massive issue necessarily. I think there's still a massive perception of race as an identity. Yeah. And I think in the UK, it's it's much less of an issue for identity. And that series is one, like you say, because it plays in the conventions. I think America loves yeah. that because it's like, sometimes it'll play up the fact that America's quite racist. Sometimes it's like, do you know what? It's not, you just see it that way. I like the, uh, yeah, as much as it's, it's, it's funny, it's satirical, it's intelligent, I also like the aesthetic look of the, of the show. It looks like a, Cross, the kids are very anime. They've got big heads, big eyes, and it's like a cross between nineties um, cartoon, American cartoons, which I love. The whole, you yeah. know, Fantastic Four, Spider Man. Oh, I love that. Uh, it's quite cartoony, but still realistic, very comic book style. Yeah, but merged with with sort of um, Japanese anime. So I, I like the sort of the combination of that. Yeah. Uh, so it. Sounds good, looks good, it's got a lot to say, and it's funny Just to do. So, yeah, yeah my, that's my choice. There we go. Um, right, we'll still have plenty of stuff to release while Charlie's away. But have a good time in America. I will, I will do, and um, I'm going to send over a little um, video 
logs of what I've been up to and um, obviously relating them back to uh, TV and film, probably through u- just Universal, really. I think that might be might be a thing. So you will hear from me. It's not like my voice is going to disappear. And you will hear, of course. I'll, I'll do little bits of filler news if there's anything decent. And we have got stuff yeah. to release while you're away as well. Uh, Chris might pop in to do full screen at some point, maybe. Whatever. Chris, well, you're multi talented You're going to stand me while I'm away. What a prick! <laughs> Get in touch as always on Twitter at Catalyst Pods, at Full Screen Pod, or myself at Miss Lewis Ryan, or of course on Facebook. Don't contact me on there; that's creepy. But uh, hit the like page, Catalyst Media. Please, please contact me on there. That'd be so. <laughs> and go find Charlie great. in America. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Head over to the site www.catalystpodcast.com, and I'll try and finish that bloody feature sometime soon. <laughs>